2: Everybody, welcome to the Super Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Monday, 6th of November, 2023. This is episode 280. Quite a quick turnaround from the last episode, but yeah. we felt it was important. We're burning, bursting with our hot takes, just yeah. like just like the fireworks the fireworks night in the UK. Uh, we just we just had to record again, didn't we,
1: Damon? Listen, we can't get enough of each other. That's really what it is. It's uh, it's a love affair that goes deep. And we need to hear our voices. So, uh, any excuse necessary. And uh, we just happened to have a show that was pretty controversial. So,
2: we can talk about that. I was just thinking earlier about this show. And there was uh, someone who wrote in with a message which basically summed up everything I thought about it. And... I've lost the message. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: that summed <it> <laughs> that, that, that's summed up. up. No, no, no. I'm so going hard. to hit, okay. Okay, all right. so, uh,
2: William says, was that show 2023 New Japan in a nutshell? Really good match with a great young talent who doesn't get the big win to cement them as a star. Someone from AEW gets the big moment. Someone more established who isn't really connected comes out, and now there's a new
1: title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds pretty spot on to me. i got to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I guess we're getting into it, right? Let's get into it. to get it? I've ready got nothing. I mean, there's no news. There's no. I've got no pre-show banter. No. Now we're jumping nothing. right in. So all you fuckers looking for a laugh, <laughs> turn us off right now. <laughs> I don't know. You might get a laugh or two, but no pre-laughs. No. Uh, no foreplay here. We're jumping right no. in. I'm sticking it right in you. <laughs> no loop. <noob>, we're <laughs> just getting straight in. We're going right in. Another, oh jeez. Yep. Open them up. We're going in. Um, needless to say, I turned off this show, Joel, and I think I have more questions than I do answers. And yes. you are exactly right, uh, reading off that comment in the sense of I, I don't know what what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. Um, well, I do know what we're doing. And – to me, it just feels like a huge, major misstep, and I don't know. What, what, what are you feeling? What do you like? What, seriously, from your gut, from your heart, like, fuck logic. How are you feeling right now about New Japan Pro Wrestling?
2: After through the main event, I was like, "Yes, this is what I love. This is why I watch this company." And then afterwards, I was like, this is why I hate this company. <laughs> it's just the way it just lurches from one extreme to the other. Like we were talking about last week, I was memeing about it, that <laughs> we're so back, it's so over. And we went from one end of that spectrum to the other in record time. Yeah.
1: It, it was. I got whiplash. It went so fast. Sure. We had it in one match. <laughs> in one match, I felt that way. In one match, I'm on the edge of my seat. And I'm excited, and I'm and I and I can't wait for the bell to ring. And um, you know, I'm I'm into every near fall, and I'm into every big move. And you know, you're you're in the middle of it, and, you, and you're getting past a certain mark, time wise. And you're thinking, okay, they this this might be it. This this might be the beginning of a of this and and the start of. Of, of something special right and um then it went from just knowing that the guy that is geared to be the next guy is in the ring with the guy that is the guy who is moving on uh, and you and you had hope and you and you felt good and you really thought okay we're we might be in a good spot here and even with everything on the undercard too uh, and again i'm i'm talking about a lot of the, the the younger talent you know everything felt like okay you know we're we're ready we're ready for you to make the move whenever you are New japan and then in a 10 15 minute span i feel like most of that goodwill <laughs> pardon upon um was just evaporated, and it was ah, gotcha. No, oh, or better yet, you got me. You got me, <laughs> got me again. You got me again. Uh I f- I fell for it again because you guys have no intentions of of getting there anytime soon. I think eventually we will get there, but the opportunity to turn someone and put the rocket on him, and all that, with a guy who is leaving, a guy who is not going to be here, Uh, I I don't know, I, I, I thought it was just pro wrestling 101, and we can't get that right, and now we have a Wrestle Kingdom match that literally no one asked for.
2: Well, I'm going to save thoughts for that. Let's just work through the show chronologically and build up some anticipation, okay, for this. First of all, I'd like to talk about the English commentary. Oh. so this was the first. No, it wasn't the first anything for Walker Stewart, was it? Because he's done. Was it no, his first, no? It wasn't his first live show in Japan. Whatever. This is the the, <laughs> the most high profile show. First Warper tour. Has first done. tour. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: First time sure. in
2: Osaka. <laughs> No, it wasn't, because he did the... Oh, yeah, you're right. ...Super Junior Tag League Finals. So I don't know how to articulate this occasion, but Walker Stewart did it. And look, I know he's only 21, and I like him. I think he's got great attitudes. Um, I think he's saying all the right things. But I do have a responsibility doing this podcast to be completely honest and say for everything, for commentary, for wrestlers, what I think is working well... Well, I think it's not working well. I thought Walker was great. Really, really fantastic. With with all those caveats, I said, as we've mentioned before, just really the the fundamentals are there. I just like the sound of his voice. Fundamentally, I think he's got a great voice for play-by-play. The fundamentals are there, all the basics, very professional sounding. Just sounds like a sports announcer. There's definitely room for growth and he would be the first person to acknowledge that. He does need to improve his... Knowledge and understanding of the product and the history of the backstory. There's no shortcuts. So, that's not something I was expecting him to do overnight or before or in time for this show. That's a journey he's going on. That's going to take time. Also, having some extra gears to, to go up to when matches reach a crescendo. And that's tricky to do. Like, that's really tough to do for someone with a voice with the, the tenor that his has, you know, right. with a very deep voice like that. It's really, really difficult to do that. But he will do it. Like, you know, that's something he's got to work on, something he, he will train, hopefully. And I will say it was a particularly challenging match to do that because I thought there were about you know four or five times where I thought, okay, they're taking it home now. This is it. This is the end of the match. But they just they kept on going and kept reaching new peaks. So uh, definitely not an easy match to be calling. So I think those are the things that he needs to improve. But I'd say everything else is there. And like I said, with his attitude towards the gig and... His the the time being on his side, he is absolutely going to get that. I don't, I don't have any concerns. And I was worried when Kevin Kelly was uh, calling it a day with New Japan, but I'm not worried anymore. Um, however, I would say my biggest issues with the commentary were not about those areas of growth that I've outlined outlined for Walker Stewart. It was the dynamics of the, the dynamics with the other people in the booth. Let's say. Um, there is a play-by-play announcer and there is a colour commentator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three guys <laughs> towards the end of the show, but there are uh, specific roles for both. And I felt that at parts during the show, those roles were not necessarily adhered to, mm-hmm. shall I say. Okay. I think there were parts where the colour commentary should have been supporting and enhancing and boosting and, dare I say, protecting the play-by-play, given that this is a relatively new job for Wall um, I didn't feel it did that. I felt people were not really staying in their lanes, David. Okay. I,
1: I mean, I hear you, and I'm with you, right? And I'm with you. Uh, let me rewind first. And uh, all the things that you had talked about, with when it comes to inflections and stuff like that. I think that will come the more he gets comfortable in the role, right? Uh, Again, let's, let's, let's just bear this in mind. And I know he has a job to do. And again, he would be the first to, to admit that, you know, he's not there on vacation. That being said, uh, this is his first trip here, here being Japan. um, and I don't care what anybody says. There is just bewilderment and deer in headlights and all of that. And he's working for a promotion that he knows people are going to be very critical uh, and kind of stay on every one of his words. Right? He knows it. He's aware of it. Fine. I thought he did great. I thought he did great. Yes, he has a Southern. US ness about him. Um, that is, you know what? We're gonna have some barbecue. <laughs> I'm gonna get out the smoker. We're gonna make some brisket and we're gonna sit here and drink for 12 hours and maybe play a couple of rounds of fucking horseshoes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that. And that to me is comforting. Like, that voice can be very comforting. Um, so he's got that. Damn. Like, I'm not worried about that. Um, and all of that will, you know, the more he does it, the the more I think we'll see him get comfortable. But I thought, you know, for the, his first, uh, you know, shots at this, I got no problems, um, and I got no real critiques. Um, the idea of Chris, kind of what felt like, look. It's, yeah, I'm sure there's no heat, right? Let's 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 get that out of the way first because I saw that and that's preposterous. There is no heat. Um, but I did like there were just little comments that were just like, okay, ooh, you're kind of throwing them under the bus a little bit, but I'm all right. And maybe, just maybe, and again, I, I think a, a simple conversation with Chris would would solve this on our end. You know, to, if, if he wanted, if he was willing to give us that time, um. And give us fight TV guys. Give us, yeah, give us fucking, um, Um, is, um, maybe he felt that he needed to be that guy to, to maybe cross that, that imaginary line of between color commentator and play by play guy just to help Walker across the finish line right i don't expect to hear that in the, in the near future right but a little bit of hand holding i think you know if i'm chris i probably w- might feel that way that okay this is a big show you know this is a his first time behind the mic in a big show and you know maybe maybe i'm going to say some things that maybe i i wouldn't have um just to help him in in the process. Um that's what I'm going to take it as. Now, if we still have this conversation 3 months from now, uh yeah, we got a different fucking problem on our hands. But I don't think that's the case. Um and as as weird as this may sound, I thought it got better when Robbie Eagles showed up. Like I think Robbie Eagles provided what I wished I would hear more from Chris Charlton. Right? And it's impossible for Chris Charlton because he's not in the ring, right? So he it's hard for him to give that perspective. He absolutely He is a dad though. What's that?
2: He is a dad. He provides that <laughs> unique commentary perspective that only fathers can.
1: That's true. That's true. And he's incredibly short. So like elves and stuff. <laughs> like he could <laughs> No? You can't do that? Okay. That was wrong. You know what? Make you can make fun of me on commentary, Gary, if you want, Chris. You can call me you know, a fucking fat ass or whatever. I don't care. That's fair. Um, the, um, I think you know, like I said, I think I think that will iron itself out. I really do. I hope so. Um, but aside from that, no, I thought I thought they would I thought they did well. And Robbie, like I said, adding that element of the guy in the ring. Like, he didn't insult your intelligence, uh, and he brought up really great points as if pro wrestling were a real thing, right? And I kind of appreciate that, to be able to walk that line. And I thought he did an awesome job doing that. So I think he added a a flavor that has been missing for a little bit when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling commentating. Um, Again, you have the historical stuff Chris does an excellent job of. You have the play-by-play person, Kevin, and now Walker. Um, and then you kind of throw in Robbie in there, and you know he's the guy in the ring, and he can kind of give you that – you might not get this reference, but he's going to give you that Tony Romo kind of thing of, okay, I used to play this sport for fucking 12 years or however long uh, in, in big-time games, and here's what the defense is looking at, and here's what the offense is looking at, and this is probably the play they're going to call, and yeah, there it is. <laughs> there is the play. Um, so yes, I think I think everyone, I think everyone had high hopes, and I think for the most part, I think a lot of people are on board. And again, we're just hoping for improvement, and I think we'll get that.
2: Yeah, definitely good signs for for the future. There, it's just the old sort of pro wrestling adage of you accentuate the strengths and hide the weaknesses. So a bit more of that, and uh, we'll be f- off to the races. Um, okay, so the first match was the Frontier Zone, where Oleg Bolton, DKC, and Taguchi defeat the Dragon Gate trio of Mochizuki Jr., Yoshiki Kato, kato I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it, sorry, and Strong Machine J, and Taguchi pinned Mochizuki Jr. I thought he was like the, the, the hottest young Dragon Gate prospect, although that's always a slippery slope. If you speak to a Dragon, Dragon Gate fan, everyone on the fucking card is the, 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 the safety of pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I want to take away from this. Um, Oleg Bolton needs more monster. He needs more monster. He's a bit too gentle and calm, like a sort of a friendly bear. In his backstage promos, he's just doing the, oh, I just try my best. I'm going to work hard, do, do, do the best that I can. I hope that everyone has a lovely time would more of him sort of suplexing people out of their boots, please? But um, hopefully that'll come.
1: Yeah, I think that will. I think I I think they don't even know what they have. To be honest, I don't. I don't even think they the company has an idea of how they want to package him and how they want him to present himself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the no brainer would be yeah, have him fucking just tossing people around a ring um, and stretching people out and uh, you know just being a Bad son of a bitch that would be the ideal, and um yeah, I think they'll come, but I think like you know being a young lion he's gonna you know just put on that modest face and not try and stand out too much, which again we're going back to years and years of tradition when it comes to that uh, but yeah yeah he's he's going to be awesome, hopefully hopefully if he sticks around that's that's uh, you know who knows but not that I know anything uh, uh, otherwise, but you know, you just you never know the percentage of young lions that that make it through. Um, you know, there are people that don't. So we all are hoping that he is one of those people that make it through. And uh, yes, suplexes people out of their fucking boots.
2: The first match was Jeff Cobb and Callum Newman pinned Oscar Loibner and Yuta Nakashima. Four minutes forty-one seconds. Cobb pinned Oscar following the tour of the islands. Um, there's been a lot of talk from Loiber and Nakashima, young bloods, as they've um, labelled themselves, that they would like to be in World Tag League. This certainly wasn't a good omen for that. I don't know if this is just guys saying shit, as often they do in New Japan Backstage comments. But, you know, even if they do just enter World Tag League to be, you know, go like 0-15 or, or whatever, I'd be open to that. Anyway, just I want to see the young talent put in, High-profile spots. That's what I want in New Japan. Uh, Jeff Cobb, for his part, is asking for bookings on Twitter. You know, he's saying <sighs> that he'd like to more dates in the US, blah, blah, blah. blah. I, so I would not be holding my breath for him in World Tag League. As much as I enjoyed the Khan on the Cobb team, I understand that it's a more cost-efficient booking for New Japan to go with Holy Steven Army, with Hinara and Okan, two guys who live in Japan rather than flying... Uh, Jeff over for a tournament that they're not likely to win. But uh do have my fears about Jeff Cobb. You know, it could just be working, but if you were to put the Super Jerk Liz gun to my head and say, is this guy gonna be still with New Japan in six months time? I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't give you a definitive yes there.
1: I tell you what, working that match you felt like I don't know, did you get this guy doesn't give a shit about what's happening here. <laughs> Vibes. Like, like, he was like, like you could tell, at least it felt like it anyway. He was a guy that just kind of didn't want to be there <laughs> in the opening match. Uh, you know, did his spot, squashed who he needed it to squash. Uh, yeah. Um, look, I, I said it. Oh, a couple months ago that uh, I don't think people realized the uh, the gravity of post-Wrestle Kingdom. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Cobb is on that list. I would not be surprised. Um, and if he's out there on Twitter looking for bookings, that's never a good sign, right? <laughs> that's never a good sign. So, uh, yeah, I get it. Cost savings and all that fucking shit, but. You got yourself a stud, and he's looking for work. That never turns out well. <laughs> never turns out well. So I mean,
2: I, I said again, I should re- reiterate we've had people towing this line before. We've had Yuya yeah. asking for bookings and, and it's okay. to be but there's a big the difference factor. between so Jeff's doing that, but
1: yeah, there's a big difference between Yuya and and Jeff Cobb. Right? There's a big difference. Jeff Cobb is arguably a upper mid-card guy. Maybe a mid-card guy. But I, I kind of think of him as an upper mid-card guy. And it's a little bit different than a young lion looking for fucking bookings on excursion, don't you think?
2: Uh, no, I mean, my point was that you was lying. He was doing it to oh. deliberately mislead people. So it could be Jeff is doing the same and that he is – Actually, got some enormous uh, future and angle and faction leadership <laughs> booked in for New Japan.
1: But uh okay, but yeah, if okay, uh, let me just say this way. though: if that's the case, then why are why would anybody work people at this point? You know what I mean? Like to me, that's just so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, like, why would you work somebody like that? It's just uh, pro wrestling is so stupid sometimes. Like, come on, you want me to take you seriously? And you and you know and, you, and then you just treat your fucking fan base like that. It's like okay again I'm not saying he is but like if he were it's just like why are you doing this dude what's the point like what like are you making money doing that I don't know like nobody's gonna be like oh my god Jeff Cobb just showed up absolutely no one <laughs>
0: you know? I feel
2: like Juice Robinson did it quite effectively and now everyone's trying to copy that even though it wasn't some like massive sort of right. money-making uh, angle that did Juice's big heel turn that shocked everyone. After he'd worked, everyone didn't really matter much, did it? No. The uh, rock really. hard gimmick. Hmm.
1: Not really. Not really. All right. So Jeff Cobb wins opening match, and I don't think there was any shock there. All right. Well, what was number two again? Number two was the uh, junior special four-way tag match
2: where we had El Desperado and Master Watto defeating Clark Connors and Driller Maloney, Yo and Musashi and Robbie Eagles and Kosei Fujita. So it was Despy pinning Fujita after five minutes, 36 seconds with El Esclero. I thought this match might be a Trojan horse for getting a Wrestle Kingdom three-way for those junior tag titles, but uh, no, it's not. So the junior tag match for Wrestle Kingdom is official. It is catch 2-2 against war dogs which you know we will get onto that so this match was just i don't know what it was for just a a, a swan song for Watto, perhaps they acknowledged backstage they were just like okay that's it thanks thanks for teaming with me it's been fun bye which yeah. was a bit strange mm-hmm. i thought there might be uh, a bigger narrative dramatic climax of that so that was a bit disappointing um
1: can i fantasy yeah, book really sure that can i fantasy book yeah. something what would you think of, say, little little interference in Despi and Harumo at the Dome from one freshly turned Master Wata? Uh No, okay. I don't think I
2: would like that. I think I'm comfortable, and I think Wato is comfortable with his spot. At the moment. Dork. I think he's kind of he's comfortable with dorky. Yeah, I think okay. no, I think he's comfortable with the dorkiness, and I think he's sort of leaned into that and has sort of got a, an endearing goofiness about him, but people I think take him seriously now. I think you have to, after a year that he's had, the best of the super juniors win. I thought it was outstanding in that. So Um I don't think it would be a good fit for him. I don't think he could pull it off, really,
1: being a heel. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just think of what it would expand his horizons a little bit Um, get that much needed sandpaper that I always talk about eh, it was a thought I don't know it just seemed it did seem weird that it was just like okay you know here's your t-shirt all right I'm gonna reluctantly shake your hand okay that's it you know what I mean like it just felt like okay, at this is yeah. where it is? okay yeah it could be you could be right I mean I don't know I mean I just thought you know I don't know like what was the point <laughs> you know what I mean like all right, what was the point of this again uh, I don't know we'll see and it just it did seem like um, this was very Orndorff Hogan esque <laughs> you know of the constant going back and forth of okay I'll be your friend and all that stuff um you know, all condensed into like a month span Yeah, we'll see we'll see um I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do at Watto at this point. It's uh it seem I, I feel that while he did have a lot of momentum, I, I mean, I don't know. Is he still, he's still in that echelon for you. He's, he's still up there. Is this is like,
2: this just flagging. Now. What is one of my bigger concerns heading uh-huh. towards Wrestle Kingdom is that all these guys, these young, talented guys who've really made a name for themselves this year, nothing for Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Not yet. Yeah, not yet. I mean, granted, we do have uh, we have what? Two months? So I'm sure things will change, but e- yeah. yeah, You would think that they would be showcased and they would be front and center, but uh, you know, we still got a little bit of time to get some creative juices flowing for them, but yeah, it's dis- a little bit disappointing. Um, again, I, look, I, I I don't know what kind of ticket sales you're going to get from them right if you put them at the top I, I don't know but you know obviously they they feel that it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze with them right now you know right now and again we do have time and all that fucking shit blah 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 blah, blah but um it yeah it, it just it is odd to me that yeah none of them none of them have a spot yet so we'll see then we have the third
2: batch, which was Tamatonga, Kushida and Kevin Knight defeating Shingo, Takagi, Titan and Bushi. So Tamatonga pinned Bushi after 10 minutes, 55 seconds with a gun stun. And it appears that he is challenging Shingo again <laughs> for the Never Title, which again, that's that's the first big red flag of the show. Yeah. I was like, what? what? What is going on here? Now, I've heard rumours about Shingo and Wrestle Kingdom that there was... Maybe some talk about him defending that title against um, Kazuhiko Nakajima. I don't know if that is likely to happen now, given that Nakajima has, uh, let's say, I don't want to spoil stuff, but commitments and other companies, shall we say. And to be honest, we saw that Shingo versus Nakajima match earlier this year. I didn't think it was that great. So it's not something I was desperate to see again. What I did not want to see again though was uh, Tamatonga versus Shingo. I hope this is a placeholder until they come up with something better. I mean, it seemed that we was maybe trending towards Shingo versus evil, maybe some sort of hair versus hair gimmick. Maybe I'm a lunatic on Lunatic Island. I think I might rather see that than see Shingo versus Tamatonga again. But I digress. Here is the, the again red flag for the booking of this company that we are getting <sighs> Interminable pushes from guys who don't, I don't, I don't think deserve it that much. I don't. Can we, can we sort of downcycle Tabatonga a bit, please?
1: We've just hit a ceiling. Look, That's enough. Yeah. Can you name another guy who's gotten more opportunities? <laughs> I, I can It's been forever with this guy, and it's like, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna do the rematch of the rematch of the rematch. This is a point that uh, I was chatting to Fraser and he brought up this really good point, which is
2: that I think in terms of booking of the the domestic talent, not a lot has changed really. But one of the bigger changes that's quite jarring now is that in previous years, in terms of the foreign talent, they basically had their pick of the indies, like the best workers on the planet. This is the pre-AEW world, but now... It feels like I don't want to use the word "dregs," but when we're looking at guys like Tamatonga constantly being pushed and, and elevated and in high-profile singles title picture, then you know that's not uh, the, the quality that
1: it was five years ago. I think they're loyal to a fault. You know, they're loyal to a fault. Um, I look. Who knows if. WWE had interest. You know, that could just been a bit of a bargaining line to throw out there to say, you know, just to kind of raise the stock a little bit. But like a guy like Tamatanga is going always going to have a job. Like they'll never fire him unless he commits a fucking felony. You know? Um it's, it's just they they just don't. Now, if you're you know Western uh or you know non japanese shall i say uh yeah, yeah there's a let me take that back as well because obviously tom is not japanese um if you aren't a person who has been born and bred through the do- dojo system um and have been through you know new japan pro wrestling for a significant amount of time you 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 have a job for life you'll never never not Um, but yeah, it's look to me, they still have one of the most talented rosters in pro wrestling still do. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like they just, they don't stop. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean they just they have a they have a vision whatever this vision is for Tamatanga they're not stopping it is continuing on and on and on until either he doesn't show up for a fucking plane <laughs> or or he signs somewhere else cuz New Japan obviously is not going to do anything and you know, we'll keep him um an incredible turnaround from a guy who was attacking fans
2: during the 2018 G1 climax and looked like he was a whisker away from getting the sack.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, okay. Well, I mean, obviously that was under different management, and apparently he was fined. But yeah, I mean, it's it is it is comical how they just stick with the same guns. It's I don't know. It's he's, you know, he's not terrible it's just he's there and i think everyone's waiting for that next level and that next level is not there can we just finally fucking admit it it's just not there um and yet here he is still in the mix here he is still in the mix i'll tell you either this fucking wrestle kingdom joel is going to be seven hours long or there are going to be some upset people there's gonna be some upset. Well, people. they moved it back half an hour because apparently there are too many matches to cram
2: in, so it's a four thirty start instead of five.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. I mean, look, it's they got a lot of they got a lot of people that uh, are are looking for a match on a, on the biggest show of the year that have that have stuck it out, and there's no guarantee that they're going to be in not only a marquee match but a, you know, a match. And when you have situations like this, where it's Tamatanga once again, and again, this could happen. Bef- very well happen before Wrestle Kingdom. But that being said, I mean, I would not be surprised if it if it's there. Never title Shingo and Tamatanga, and uh, I'm I could couldn't care less.
2: Yeah, close on on that. Um, in terms of World Tag League they did seem to be heavily hinting that Shingo and Suji would be teaming up for World Tag League, which makes me wonder if this Shingo never title win is a relatively last minute pivot. So Shingo addressed that and said, basically, it's all up to the company. Uh, he said he's more interested in being a singles guy, so they've not really closed the door on that yet. But convention suggests that he would not be taking part if he's still holding a New Japan singles title. So there you go. I'm not holding my breath for Shingo versus Suji in World Tag League even though that would be great and it is what they should do. Uh, Fourth match then. Tetsuya Naito and Yota Suji defeated Sanada and Yuya Uemura. 11 minutes 10 seconds. Suji pinning Yuya following the gene blaster. Uh, There's quite a lot to unpack from this one. First of all, I hate to open up this can of worms again but from what I heard on the broadcast, and from people I know who were in the building, no reaction for Sanada. This is your Wrestle Kingdom main event program, right? Feels like Naito is pulling teeth, trying to get something compelling out of Sanada. I don't know if Naito believes that Sanada is capable of delivering that. To be honest, and uh, a booze helpfully reminded me. I don't know if you'll remember back when Ibushi was defending his title against Sanada and. Felt that Sanada was giving him so little that he just ended up, Ibushi ended up inserting himself into other people's backstage promos just to give <laughs> himself something to do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, again, I don't want to relitigate this whole thing, but it's it's a cold program, right? There's no no getting always around always that. Uh, yeah, uh, Naito is going to be having eye surgery. Apparently, this is the last time he can have this particular procedure. So. Just a little bit of fear in your hearts there that maybe Naito's not going to win at Rest Kingdom if he's not able, if he you know, doesn't have the longevity to be able to have a, a decent reign as champion. So just to
1: shit everyone boy, up a little boy. bit. This fucking, what a doom and gloom podcast this has become. My <laughs> goodness gracious.
2: <laughs> Let, let's talk about you, Emra, who I've got yeah. egg on my face. I was convinced he was going to be the second coming.
1: And dare I say, Looking like a little bit of a jobber here. Mm. He looked good, though. I, I, think. I think, like, to me, out of everybody in the ring, he looked like a fucking stud. Like that, the, the whole, everything. I, I think he's just got it. Um, Yep, and he's the one looking at the lights. Um, and again, uh, you can make an argument. All right. Th- this is what I don't understand. There is absolutely nothing wrong. Let me repeat this. Nothing wrong with Sonata taking a pinfall, and it could be slip on a banana peel. It could be, you know, fucking hijinks. It could be whatever. There's nothing wrong with Naito pinning Sonata to get people amped up to say, okay, he can fucking beat him. He, He beat him here, you know? Uh, you know, we got a good shot of this fucking title changing hands. Um, and I would think that would be something that they would like kind of push toward and lean on to get some juice into this fucking program. Yeah. They have the guy who probably in the ring, arguably one or one, a needed that pinfall more than any of them. Uh, he's the one looking at the fucking lights. Um, Sonata and and Naito might be, and I'm really struggling to think back. It might be the most freezing cold Wrestle Kingdom main event that I can ever remember. Like, I I remember feeling this way, like around the the the, the and this was I guess it was was it the first Wrestle Kingdom where it was uh the TNA involvement. You had just, you know, you know, aces and eights and well, you know, all that stuff. Dudley's all everything. Um, Jeff Hardy. I that's this is what I feel going into this Wrestle Kingdom. And truth be told, I might have been even a little bit more exciting excited for The One Pass than th- this main event. I I can't think of
2: how is that possible? How, we we uh, rightly shot on Jay White for just doing absolutely nothing to build up hype, which mm-hmm. was maybe a little bit understandable because he had one foot out the door. How
1: has this build managed to be even worse than that? I don't know. I don't know. You got a guy in in, in Naito who, uh, I mean, that's his gimmick to not give a shit. Okay, great, but it doesn't help. <laughs> it really doesn't help any. Uh, and Sonata who, Look, you said it, and we've heard it from multiple people. So please stop with the, oh, but he's over in Japan. Is he? Is Sonata over in Japan? Because they're like, at, at, at least now with the title, it seems like he is quite possibly the, the IWGP world champion with the just you, you just needed to frost them <laughs> it's that cold it's just a block of fucking ice um and that's preposterous because it's not like we're sitting here and we had no time to be creative or think okay what can we do to jump start things and what what's going to help us move forward and what's going to help us put a little bit more revenue in our pockets so that we can bring in Jeff Cobb for world tag league. (laughs) You know what I mean? They shit the bed post COVID. I cannot believe how much they fucked up post COVID yeah, and even before, you kind of felt the, the the signs. Look, no one, absolutely no one asked for a the Intercontinental Belt to be dissolved into the world title, and now three people are going to fight for it on two separate Wrestle Kingdoms.
2: <sighs> I was going to save this that, In retrospect, like, that, is just, that is the most ludicrous thing that they might right. have ever done. Right. That decision to merge those two titles and been the lineage of both of
1: them just fucking insane 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 the one thing this company had over every single pro wrestling company was that fucking title sorry that's what drew people in it was the battle for the top prize in pro wrestling and I know that sounds cliche, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but that is the God's honest fucking truth. And now we have 75 titles that don't mean shit. It's unbelievable. I was going to say this for the appropriate time, but now is the appropriate time. At 42 minutes into this particular podcast, Damon McDonald is going to propose we need a change at the top. We need it now. The time is done. I've had enough. Yes. I'm going to do Arsenal fan TV memes. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. Like, we need fresh ideas. We need fresh leadership. The, 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 what we have right now is a not getting the job done and b making things proactively worse i i i i can't believe i would say this but every booker has a shelf life and you just run out of fucking ideas and you know what every head coach championship teams championships Head coaches overstay their welcome. General managers overstay their welcomes. It's sports. It's what happens. And guess what? In a a profession where not only do you need to be able to see talent and, and be able to hone talent, you need to be creative and give them a direction. That's not happening. I want everyone to just pause for a second and think about it what we have at wrestle kingdom is, is 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 it's not where it needs to be where we have 75 titles that mean nothing where we're actually t- considering merging another set <laughs> first of all the title is the US Intercontinental title or what US IWGP US Championship okay and the U.S., the U.K. thing was just a thing, right? It was just a saying. It was just a thing where Big Will was like, okay, you know, I'm British, so huh? we represent. And then it became a belt. <laughs> like It became the actual physical belt. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and now we're merging the imaginary belt and the actual title and the title that actually probably the only title – that has any type of, of energy behind it. Now we're going to create a new title. I'm over it. It's, I'm done with it. Enough with the new titles. It's bullshit. I'm sick of it. We, uh, you're, it's, it's, uh, we, need, we need a change. We are stale as fuck from top to bottom. Yet we have. Uh, this is the problem. In a nutshell, Joel, we have arguably the best roster in pro wrestling. I would put this New Japan roster against any roster currently in pro wrestling. We have a great roster. The problem is is that the talent is not being used properly. Period. Period. And that's the booking. And quite honestly, that is the, the... Absolute brain dead decisions up top from all these U.S. shows to terrible promoting of the shows to literally killing cities in which you had lines around the block, lines around the block to get in. Joel, that's that 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 those days are long gone. We still don't have a TV deal. We're on access. do, Do you know we're on access TV in the States? Does anybody does anybody watch it? Does anybody I've never watched it? How do you like that? I've never watched it. Still don't have a TV deal. We still can't fill an arena. We still rely on AEW. We still, to this day, are treated like a bastard stepchild by them. We are lost. <laughs> We're lost. And it ain't going to change until there's a, a major shakeup, and I am here for it. Top to bottom. That means Japan, and that means US. And of the next person that sits on that throne and uh, is in charge of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they don't have a clear, definitive path of A, this person's my booker, and B, here are our plans in the next year for not only here, but in the States. I would have no problem with them saying, "We well, you know what? We're putting it on hold. We're not going to run another show in the US. I'm not going to do it. Why? Why would we? Why? Until they fucking figure it out. I'm off my soapbox. Thank you. Nick Kikuchi back. I'm not even joking. Look, We actually do. <laughs> we actually do. I mean, we actually do. And here, and, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, if at the time... When we were told about him, trust me, we couldn't believe it. You know, we were just like, What? Really? And it was confirmed from multiples, multiple people. But it was something that like it was literally, if you tell anyone, you're gonna get we're gonna kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like you're gonna get a bullet in your head in the middle of the night. Um yes. Yeah. We we need here's the thing, we need something. We we need something. Um and 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 please don't take this as I don't appreciate where we were, but it's time for a change. We need we need new ideas and fresh ideas and a a game plan for these youngsters. And let's let's jumpstart it because we're wasting time.
2: Yeah, I mean cycling back to this match, I think this is case in point really that we've got guys like you, Onra, and Yota Tsuji with nothing on the table for Wrestle Kingdom. And that's the classic New Japan book in that they are very conservative when it comes to the young talent and they build them up and tell these stories as we're going to get on to a show to Umino. But I just don't think they've got the luxury of doing that because no. what they have at the top of the cards and then the upper mid card is just not compelling at all. Guys like Sanada, David Finley, Tamatonka, you can't... I don't, again, I don't think you can do that. It's not like, you know, you've got... Prime, Okada, and Naito, and Tanahashi, and Kenny Omega, and J-White, etc. Being able to be the, the star attractions at the top of the card while we take our time with the younger talent. It's, just, it's not the case. And I know that the pushes for Uemuras and Yasujis will come probably next year, but it's just, it's very difficult to watch looking at this extremely stodgy Wrestle Kingdom card with a lot of Old guys, a lot of injured guys filling out the card. You know, we know Sonata's not 100%. Naito's undergoing eye surgery. Brian Danielson's got his orbital injury. He's not allowed to wrestle. Despie's undergoing surgery. Goto's still injured. And there's probably more examples. But, uh, weirdly, the tickets are selling really well. Yeah. The Arena A is sold out. So they might be heading towards a 40,000 capacity Wrestle Kingdom here, which might make us look like twats wouldn't be the first time Damn. but again I don't think them doing a good number at Wrestle Kingdom makes anything that we've said invalid because at the end of the day we're watching something because we want it to be creatively fulfilling because if it's like well look at the attendances then congratulations you're a WWE fan right. I don't want to play that game Right. so whilst I do acknowledge that the tickets are moving well and you know there might be a lot of factors for that I just I'm finding it very frustrating seeing them sitting on this gold mine, what I think is a gold mine of talent, and
1: not really doing much with them. Well they put the gun to people's heads, you know, with the ticket sales. You know? I mean nothing was announced and, you know, tickets, you know, go on sale and you're assuming you're gonna see greatness. And a lot of that just has to do with the fact that you're in the dome and I think uh, you know, opening up the borders once again. That's that's people are excited to get back, and and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of first timers. Um, nothing wrong with that. You know, it's it's a wonderful country and a wonderful place to go on holiday. Absolutely, um, and a great time of year, and a great time of year. But yeah, I mean, we're we're kidding ourselves if if we're going to sit here and say that it, this is this is where this is where we thought we would be when we sat through empty arenas and clap crowds and we were the last ones to to get cheering fans back and we went we, and we bit the bullet the problem is this people will not wait for you new japan they're not going to wait for you like in 1991 Yep, we would wait because what other fucking options do we have, right? The world is a bit different now and people are not going to wait. Um, Yes, tickets got sold. Yes, you know, but there's only so much goodwill people have, man. And and to be brutally honest, people going for Wrestle Kingdom, I would say – You know, I'm going to speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else. I'm going to speak for me. But honestly, the actual Wrestle Kingdom is probably third or fourth on my list of, oh, I can't wait to get over to Japan. Because honestly, it's outside the dome that is probably 10 times more fun (laughs) than, (laughs) than in the actual dome. Uh, inside that cavernous building that you really can't see shit in. Um. I mean, they got to figure it out, dude. They just got to figure it out. Um, Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't know if I've got the energy to discuss Yuya. Yeah? I just feel this. I, I think he
1: looks great. Really disappointing. It is disappointing. He looks great, but the, it's
2: just. Really? Is that Sonata's young boy? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Am I out of my mind thinking that we need a change? No. I, I think it's time, man. I, th- I Actually, I think we're well past that time. Yeah. I, th- I think we've given so much rope. It's unbelievable. Um, and this is not a knock on any of the participants in the ring. Because everybody's working their ass off. I, th- I, I feel that. Uh, I don't think necessarily a lot of people are dogging it. I mean, you know, your usual suspects. <laughs> but you know, for the most part, you know, we're they're working their fucking tails off. It's just we need a change. We need a fucking change at the top. And not only do we need a change, we need we need direction. We need we need we need direction. Uh Suzy says he wants to be
2: in World Tag League, but I guess this all hinges on Shingo has' not taking part, then Suji's gonna need a different partner. No idea who that could be, but yeah, again, just very directionless. Um B Francis, who started that I'm not taking my t-shirt off at this undercard match trend. So you should call that in. <laughs> <laughs> I remember t-shirt Kenny being a thing in sort of 2017, 2018, and you know, Naito's it was meant like that. Anyway, let's move on to fifth match. Uh, da- David Finley or unfit Finley, as uh, Ash oh. says in our Discord, uh, defeating Tagaloa twelve minutes thirty three seconds right into into oblivion. Do you remember when David Finley sort of re-debuted this Bullet Club leader gimmick, and yep. it was quite distinct from Jay White because he was winning matches clean and just being really a, a savage, as he said, just being absolutely brutal, getting clean wins but just basically beating the shit out of people, not able to beat. Tangaloa cleanly here, Mm. needed the, uh, was it distraction, ref bump, shillelagh, whatever it was. There just seems to be a distinct change in the way he's been presented. And he's not looking in good shape either. I'm not a big body pervert. Pick a lane, right? If you want to be a fat bullet club leader, go for it. You know, go full Hashimoto or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're going to be fat, be fat. Don't be this sort of middle ground. I think... I don't know. As soon as he found out he was going to be bullet leader, he should have been straight on the juice. Phoning up, Jay White. Oh, Jay, you, who, who does your roids? Get, hook me up, Get please. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he just did, did not look in good shape here. I mean, the match was all right. I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take. I actually thought Tanker was probably performed better in this match than Finley did, but it wasn't offensively bad or anything. It's just wasn't something where I was thinking, yeah, I really want to see more of this guy.
1: Nobody does. Nobody does. I don't even think his own family wants to see more of him. <laughs> they, they changed their number. <laughs> they just blocked him. Um, I, uh, I think it's a, it's a horse that we've beaten to death, I think, at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, just here we go on paper. The guy who has done nothing all year now gets a cheap win. Well, you know, using obviously a, a, uh, uh and, you know, we get, we, we, they get rewarded, right? Right. It, like what did logic dictate to say, okay, he gets this win, right? But everyone in the building, everyone backstage, the new Japan pro wrestling brass, uh, they all saw it, Right. So instead of giving them a match <laughs> and allowing them to to partake, uh, be like, well, you know, you won, but yeah, it was under dubious uh, circumstances, so uh, we're not going to give you that. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be- Or how about you this? He had a big mallet, Damon. You're forgetting oh, the mallet. Oh, my goodness gracious. I well, wasn't sure. Good.
2: This is a, a very like sort of nineties UK kids TV reference. There's this guy called Timmy Mallet who had a big mallet. So I don't know if, and he had a president of a program, kids TV program called Wackaday. So I just, uh, the the big question for me is do we refer to Finley as Finney Mallet or Wackaday? So those are the
1: only two questions. Wackaday. Yeah. I love Wackaday. Yep. Wackaday. Unbelievable. Unbelievable where were I Let's at. talk
2: about something good. Let's go, oh, let's right. go to the sixth match. Uh, Great Okan, John Moxley said so that it was a one minute, seven second count out draw. Then they had a, a rematch falls count anywhere match where Mox defeated Okan, 14 minutes, 10 seconds while a referee stoppage. This was fucking awesome. Yeah. This was really good shit. This it very much exceeded my expectations and I think a lot of that is down to Mox who just seems to do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, I think he, you know maybe may a touch overrated in some circles, but He absolutely delivered here. You can tell the reverence that he has for working New Japan. And he looks like he's enjoying working New Japan more than he is enjoying working AEW. And so I am very happy the fact that he's got the creative freedom to do what he wants and do nutty stuff like this. And um, I don't want to say dragged Okan to a really great match because I know Akon's got it in him, but maybe sort of inspired him into you know putting in that effort and doing something a bit special because, yeah, there was just a real energy about this match and just a, some really creative, wacky spots. It was just an absolute blast to
1: watch. Yeah. What made it great? What made it great? What made it great was, once again, the dreaded A word, authenticity. How about that? right it felt like they wanted to kill each other like there were times where they're beating the living shit out of each other with guardrails and chairs and what have you and and and, and not, Biting not, each other in the <laughs> cock you know I mean? right right there was an actual bite of the cock right? right if that doesn't scream legitimacy i don't know what does um I mean, people running for their lives, them not giving a shit who was in the way. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that, right? I'm, you know, I could deal deal without it, do without it. Here, here, I'm I'm totally fine with it. And again, the, it, it built in the sense of they went what again? You said like it was like two minutes, four minutes, whatever it was, and then they get counted out. And you could hear the groan from the crowd. Like, they were just like, oh, the fuck? Are you kidding me? Uh, and then, you know, they said, okay, nope. False can anywhere. Let's restart it. And you should have heard that fucking pop. Like, they were like, right? Oh, right, let's fucking go. And they went. And they beat the shit out of each other. And, oh, my God. The one where O'Con wrapped up Moxley in the tarp. and you know, pounded the shit out of him. Referees in there trying to, you know, get in the way. And Moxley gets up and there is a puddle, <laughs> an actual pool of blood in that tarp. And I was like, what? Wowzers! Fucking just gorged himself. Um, gorged? Gored? He cut himself. Badly. Um, yeah. This felt. I mean, look. You know, I don't want to say you know what you get with a John Moxley match, but okay, you can say the same thing. You know what you're going to get with a fucking Bruiser Brody match and you know what you're going to get with a fucking Abdul the Butcher match and you know what you're going to get with whatever. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if that's what it is, then be damn good at it and I feel like he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's good at that. Um, and there is something to be said about a dude who just doesn't give a fuck. You know, doesn't give a shit. Like, to me, that that I don't give a shit. is is a thousand times better than the announcing team uh, making a point to say, "Well, fans might shit on David Finley, but he sure doesn't care." <laughs> okay, all right, right, uh-huh. gotcha. uh huh, gotcha. uh maybe he should a little bit, but Mox and O'Con, yeah, no, they they tore the house down both uh, in a uh, figurative and literal sense.
3: by going to arena club.com slash VOW net. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slap pack, $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Arena club.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell, all connected. three-in-one, offering you triple security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The UFI Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full you never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters you also have point 3 second point 3 second fingerprint
2: I'm watching an extremely funny game of football at the moment. Watching uh, Tottenham against Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tottenham have had two players sent off, but they are playing, they're they're all basically like standing in a line on the halfway line. (laughs) Chelsea keep like peeing the ball over the top and running in behind (laughs) their defense. And they're 4 1 down at the moment. This is absolute mayhem. Oh dear. I just uh the some card? joy out of uh, Tottenham losing, yeah, yeah, two red cards. Dirty players. They goes it. their on run. Ah, fuck you, Spurs. Uh, all right, uh, Louis says, with the Moxie versus O'Connor match becoming a false count anywhere, where some people in the crowd are willing participants in the match, for statement ever involved in a match just by being in the audience? I know you guys mm. saw Izuka made his way past when you were seated. Yeah. Uh, and Amelia says, is it time for a new ponytail-less great O'Connor rebranding? Is it time, David? Is great Okan going on a run?
1: <coughs> oh, wow. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's no, I mean, why start now? No, who's have picked for this match because Mox thought it would be funny? i I'll tell That's you it. what, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm, um, I hope that there was a conversation about that. I would be pissed off. Somebody fucking did that. Um, I you know I I would who knows I mean I mean he still has a lot left I can't believe we're sitting here talking about a ponytail but yeah uh I mean he still has a little bit left I mean it's not that you know he's not like a bald headed geek um I hate crowd brawling shit I hate, I hate having to get up get my shit Oh you know, fucking stay out of their way, and then then you got the.
2: I, I, I loved the fact when they were trying to have that sort of artsy camera shot of them brawling in the background, and are. Greta Kahn's ponytail lying in the foreground. But there was a bottle of green tea next
1: to it, so it just <laughs> looked like really awkward product placement. <laughs> right. I know they should have had like a like a Zima or something, or uh, somebody plop one down. Uh yeah. Well, I don't know. I I, I can't see it. Happening. I mean, I think, I think what Great O'Con is is mid card guy. He's a mid card guy. I mean, that's and and to me, there's really no indication that that's going to change anytime soon. And that's it is what it is. Do I agree with it? Nope. Uh, You you can see what he has. You know, you could see the fire that he has if given that opportunity. So no, I don't think that there's any, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't hold my breath for that, uh, for the crowd stuff. Again, I don't particularly like it when I'm in the crowd. Um, I, I will say this. Um, if you go back into the old, the archives of, uh, ECW, you will see, uh, there was a time. I think it was a, I want to say it was the, it was Axel against Ian Rotten. It wasn't that Taipei Glass match. I was there, but it wasn't that match. Uh, it was a different match, and he DDTed one of them, DDT'd the other into the fucking chair that I was sitting in, and uh, the camera was right on us. And I'm, I was acting like a fool. So I'm like, he had his head right here in the big dent in the fucking chair, and it's on the TV. It's on the. Uh, it's on the show. It's uh, actually at the end of the show. They they cut to me screaming about how he broke the fucking chair. Uh, I couldn't tell you what episode it was, but early ECW, early ECW. So that was probably the biggest one. But there have been plenty of times like Joel Goodhart shows and shit with a brawl in the crowd. And you're just like, oh, just, ex- you know, eh, I, I don't know. I never really got into it. Never really got into the, the, the brawl through the crowd shit. In fact, I actively am not a fan of it.
2: Right, right. Seventh match then was the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships with Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi successfully defending and retaining the Never Openweight titles against Zack Sabre Jr., Shane Haste, and Mikey Nichols. And it was Hiroshi Tanahashi who got the win over ZSJ, apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> by necklock. Uh, I thought this match was really great. Just tremendous back and forth, great action. Uh, the one part that had me cringing a little bit was when Zach and Ishii did that extended, horribly over-choreographed sequence where they are just like whiffing at each other. Man. Um come on but both of you are better than that don't do that again that's <laughs> embarrassing you're gonna get memed on twitter for that it's, it's it's unworthy of you and then um daniel no dr brian danielson made the challenge afterwards video challenge uh, couldn't fly apparently because of the injury he said he wants to break okada's arm uh, oh. i did enjoy the Jap- the, uh, the the japanese audience and okada doing the yes, yes reference for the sure. show—they pay absolutely no attention to AW programming. They're still referring to the WWE gimmick. What what happened to the Okada who wanted to beat up all the kids? It's someone said. This, I think Fraser said on the Discord. Like it the this it just feels like a real sort of jarring difference between the booking in the first half of the year and the second half of the year. But yeah. anyway, I'm not, yeah, that um, what did you think of this never open wait six man match?
0: Um.
1: I thought it was I thought it was good. Um for some reason I thought maybe it would be a little bit better than than what we got. Uh but that's not to say that it was horrible. Um I think what I was most weirded out by and it wasn't that much but um was the idea of them successfully defending knowing full well that Okada is going to be wrestling uh Daniel Bryan. Um Daniel Bryanson, Danielson, whatever the fuck he's called this week. I'm going to refer to him as American Dragon. Uh, I thought that was weird. Because unless they drop those titles before Wrestle Kingdom, which again, we'd have two months, is a possibility. Um, it felt weird to not have them even be defended on the show. I thought I thought it was kind of like all right they're probably gonna move these belts off of them just to free them up um i mean i yes i and i do realize that zach is the prestigious tv title holder um on the new and improved when is that is that like tomorrow that's tomorrow isn't it? the new and improved new yeah. japan world i can't yeah. wait to see how that fucking goes if it's anything like anything else in this fucking company it's gonna crash. <laughs> it's gonna crash. Um, but fingers crossed. Uh, but no, I was actually surprised that, that uh, they got the win. And I don't know. It kind of feels like that setting up a Tanahashi TV title, right?
2: Oh man, God! The, the, the title of that the title of that was for the youngsters, yeah. Huh?
1: <laughs> Still Tanahashi
2: and Zach, a nice nice fresh match up there,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, something we haven't seen before either. Um, look, we you you've said it before. They come up with ideas and they just fucking, they just I don't know. They just forget them. It's weird how they they are like that in some cases, and then like in other cases, they're just they're gonna they're they're sticking with it. They're sticking with their guns and they're pushing through and pushing through. <laughs> just, this was the title for the kids. Oh, well. 11, Eleven times they faced
2: each other, Tanahashi and Zach. So forgive me for not uh, wetting myself in excitement for that. Uh, anyway, let's move on. The uh, eighth match was the... Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't ask your thoughts. Um, Okada Danielson.
1: Um, I think the match is cursed, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I don't know how a guy with... And it's an orbital bone, right? Broken an orbital bone. Um I mean that doesn't heal overnight, and I just think about the impact of just simple bumps and simple slams, and you know, I don't know, I don't, I just to me the juice is not worth the squeeze here, and again they're they're trained professionals, and hopefully doctors are involved, and but pro wrestlers will say whatever they can to fucking get that payday. Um, I I wish. Cooler heads would step in, but there's money to be made, Joel. So why would we do that? Um I don't know. I just think I, I think of an injury like that, and I just think pff, that that doesn't heal in two months. You know? I just I don't know, man. Just and and now and and add every other injury on top of that that he has had, plus the fucking concussions. Uh like <laughs> Is the is it really that important this match for him? Like really, like you're willing? Like there was a point in time where it was like, okay, it's so awesome. Doctors cleared him. Whew. Okay, let's go. And and the world was on fucking edge for his return. And and now he gets a new lease on life at AEW, and everybody's pretty excited about the possibilities. And here we go. I don't know, man. I I think I'm at the I'm at the end of the rope with the 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 D the D uh it's like again, A, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. I'm telling you flat out, I would rather see Kenny Omega in there against Okada. <laughs> because
2: I want I want Kenny and the Bucks
1: challenging for these six man titles. I would take that. I think that'd be that, that would be I think that match would be tremendous. Tremendous. Um and 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 this is a this is us saying that knowing full well that we would take a singles match any day of the week, we would we want that thirty minute classic. Like we we're, were those guys? Absolutely, I would I would absolutely take this the six man over uh, Okada and um, you know D. Bry in a singles match. Um, I just I'm not a worry wart. They're they're adults. They can do what the fuck they want. I'm not going to give a shit. Either way. But if you're asking my honest opinion, there's no fucking way that guy should be stepping foot in the ring. No fucking way.
2: Okay, then we got the eighth match, the Super Junior Tag League final with catch Two TJP and Francesco Acura defeating Sho and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. So TJP pinned Kanemaru after 16 minutes, 40 seconds, following the 2-2, the, the knee-knee, as they call it. And So catch Two won the Super Junior Tag League. Right decision. Um, you know, they can do their redemption arc. I think they have probably been the best tag team in New Japan this year yep. and deserve this. The match was pretty good. I mean, it would have been way better having Desper Wato in the final uh, and doing all this stuff in the semi-final, but it was kind of satisfying to have all the run-ins thwarted by all the uh, members of United Empire coming up and foiling that and people getting carried off. Um, what did we get? We've got uh, Oleg Bolton carrying Dick Togo yeah. backstage, and Jeff Cobb carrying off. Him. Well, that was quite amusing. It was fine, but yeah. uh, as satisfying as that was narratively, I just I would have preferred just to see an extremely high quality uh, junior tag team match. That's what I think your tournament final should be. However, uh, I am I think the Wrestle Kingdom match that is now booked, which is Catch Two Two against the War Dogs probably the match I'm most (laughs) looking forward to on the entire Mm -hmm. Wrestle Kingdom card Um, and I don't like to say that but I'm I'm really excited but you know that's not an indictment upon those guys Uh, funnily enough the first Wrestle Kingdom Junior tag title match with no Japanese wrestlers in it since Wrestle Kingdom 11 which was uh, Roppongi Vice against the Young Bucks but um, I'll I'll celebrate this as a win really looking forward to that Wrestle Kingdom match
1: well what if I were to tell you (laughs) I have suspicions that that will remain a two-on-two ma- matchup. I would not be surprised if we find they've already announced it. It doesn't matter. You think that matters? Yeah,
2: I, I think okay. once they've announced it, it's it's rare. I don't. I can't think of any examples where it's been announced and they've done the graphics and everything and then gone and changed it. I think if they were going to change it, the opportunity was there in match two for one of the other tag teams to pin the War Dogs and be like, oh, you know, we pinned you and insert themselves into the match, but they didn't, so I, I strongly think
1: it's just going to be two-on-two. Two. Right, I hope so, but there's a big fucking roster. I'm just saying. There's a lot of people. It's going to need to, to find a place. I won't be, I, look, it hasn't happened, and you're right. The graphics have been made and all that fun stuff. I don't know. I, just, I, got, a, I got a weird feeling we're going to see another team involved. Again, no pastrami sandwich there. Just is just me speculating. Um, okay,
2: then so ninth match then was IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi getting his seventh defense against Taiji Ishimori. 20 minutes, 38 seconds with the nameless Hiromu roll part two. I don't have a great deal to say about this. I mean, it was really good. Not. Uh, more- their best match that they've had but I just think they've got really good chemistry so the the floor on their encounters is is pretty damn high so I'd say firmly in the middle amongst the matches they've had uh but yeah it's fine absolutely fine um uh I suppose the most more notable thing is that Hiromu selected El Desperado as his challenger for Wrestle Kingdom which mm. was uh, a bit of a surprise um, that they're going back to this one, but it's the first time they will have faced each other in front of a cheering crowd since June 2018. And I've, I've been saying on this pod for quite a while that I think it is a match that they wanted to go back to in front of a cheering crowd. And now they're doing it. Uh, look, I'm, I'm enjoying the Hiron Moraine. I think it's been really high quality, but he is sort of just cycling through the pandemic roster of juniors, you know, guys that he has faced many times before. I would like to see him working with younger talent and I want to see him in... Singles matches with guys like, you know, Kevin Knight and Francesco Akira and, and Fujita, Mike Bailey. Yeah. And it just seems like he's just wrestling all the guys that he wrestled countless times before. Um, now, the Hiromo Despi match during the pandemic, what was it, the Super Juniors final in 2020? I want to say was unbelievable. Like one of my f- the fa- favorite matches I've ever seen. So it would be churlish of me to, to scoff at, at this one. But I don't know, it's not, again, it's not the most inspired matchmaking, is it? Especially with, as much as I love Despy, you know, he's got to undergo surgery. Like, oh, I hate to be a negative Nancy, but it's match, be I'm
1: sure match it will be great. match will be great. Look, if, if I have any, uh, you know, I have no doubts that that the match will be great. And again, they'll give them time. And you're right, in front of a nice, rowdy crowd perfect um yeah I I, I I don't know if I I don't think I had any problem with it really I I I'm I think that's from a junior perspective while it would be nice for fresh matchups that's the money match for juniors you know like if you're gonna put on a marquee junior heavyweight title match in the dome I kind of think you gotta go despie you kind of gotta um, and, th- and they've intentionally kept them apart. It felt like just, just to get to this point. So I'm okay with it. And again, with the idea of it being, uh, not the freshest of matchups, but a matchup that I think that we can all count on being great. Um, and I think it, I think the card as it stands desperately needs that. And, um, I think they'll deliver in spades.
2: That brings us on to the main event, which was the IWGP US-UK Heavyweight Championship match with Will Ospreay successfully defending against Shota Uwino. Uh, it says match time, 4,016 seconds. Yep. Uh, yeah, four, That's how that? I
1: counted it. I counted each second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I want to do the maths here, so uh, forgive me. That would be... 16... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> one hour and seven minutes long. You got it. <laughs> Correct.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't that long. Thank God. The youth of England right now. Boy, are they in. <laughs> get all, get all, get <laughs> old math wizard, Joe. <laughs> Joe pounding up the math. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Give me, give me your take. I'm going to give you the floor. The mic is yours. This was fucking great. This yeah. was just everything that I love about new
2: Japan can't believe it was 40 minutes long because they just they had me from bell to bell there was no downtime there was no filler it was just like a celebration of both wrestlers I was going to say mainly Shota and just the growth that he's shown over the last 12 months and I think there's no doubters anymore no one no one could be out on the street saying oh I don't know if this guy's got it has he got that dog in him he has got everything he has all the tools to be the top guy in this company. And I've known that t- since the G1. To so me, he proved it in the G1. And now he's gone out there and delivered an honest-to-God match-of-the-year candidate. And this is not an Osprey carry job. I mean, Osprey absolutely played his role and we can continue to throw flowers at him for the way he manages to make his opponents look great. But I thought Shota more than held up his end of the bargain here. He just had that the charisma and the confidence, and the you know the storytelling of the match, and the sort of the, the overcoming the struggle. There were the moments where he was sort of like I don't know challenging Ibushi, you know the murder Ibushi little moments where he's no sense of the slaps and the blood's trickling down his nose and he's wiping the blood on his chest and throwing tables at Osprey, but just everything looks crisper and sharper and more dangerous with Shota, like his his forearms and that DDT that he did over the ropes. Oh My God. They, yeah was very landed on his noggin on the apron and uh the the shit talking the swagger he just looks like a a transformed guy and seeing him have that range like being able to be you know high-fiving the kids and giving out little toys and everyone's clean-cut babyface hero to having those extra gears he can go to where he can show that you know that sandpaper as you like to say that grit is, was just an absolute joy to watch. And I was on the edge of my seat. I was living and dying by every near fall. Maybe we went on a little bit too much, like got a bit excessive at the end with the near holes, but they got me, man. Like that there was a moment where I think Osprey was going for the storm driver and shotter counted it into like a Frankensteiner and I was just I was losing my shit. Just the just the intricacy and the execution of those sequences was phenomenal. And they broke my heart, Damon. Yeah. I was so upset when he showed to the wing because I was just like, "Yes, this is it. This is his crowning moment. He's going to be a superstar after this." And then he lost, and
1: I was really sad. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think anyone can can sit here with a straight face and say that he's not ready to be top of the card. Like, I don't know. I don't know what what other what proof. What what else you need? What uh, what would sway you to now think that he you know, he doesn't have something and he needs this little component to be a top guy? He's a fucking top guy, and he's young and he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him yet. And yep, and and it might be a case of hey, you know what? He's the new shiny thing. Um, and I think people can, that there, people are somewhat gun shy of committing themselves because uh, God forbid they should get something wrong. You know, God forbid that this guy should fall on his fucking face and not be who we want him to be, uh, at this match should have. And if it hasn't, then there's something seriously wrong. It should have. Removed all doubts, right? And, I, and, I, and to me, that was the end goal, right? That was the end goal. That being said, um, I don't know of another opportunity where you're going to have a guy who is a, a wrestler of the year type pro wrestler who, you know, again, it is by all estimations is leaving come January 6th and not... No, it's not January 6th. It's February, isn't it? Is it? Well, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean...
2: I think I mean, yeah, that's an important caveat. Maybe there is a little bit more time for that passing of the torch than Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Okay. I mean, Yes. But to me, Wrestle Kingdom's your biggest fucking show of the year, right? and you've already occupied that guy who has the most to give when it comes to um, putting somebody over. Um, and it's, and I, when's that opportunity going to be, right? Because truth be told, the year that um, well Osprey's having, I think. I mean, w- let me ask you this: What would mean more? A win over Will Osprey, or maybe a win in and again, I'm just throwing in a month. Out, a win in March against Okada.
2: Yeah, I you know mean, I mean? You, you make a compelling point there, but I'm just thinking: like, is there a scenario? Is there someone that he could, let's say, he retains at Wrestle Kingdom? Is there someone he could lose to in a singles match at, let's say, new beginning where we would look back and we go, oh, yeah, no, they were right. It was good that they waited. That was the right decision. Because I can't think of anyone who hasn't already wrestled recently that I would think, yeah, this this is a guy he needs to hand it over to.
1: Right. That's my point. Like, maybe you could have said Okada, but I just think Okada's in a different spot right now. Um Getting a win over Okada would is still, I think, means a ton. I don't know. I just I think you have a guy where it's you know tailor made for him to put him over. Um, so that was, I guess, my only disappointment in the match, in the sense. And again, we'll, we'll talk about post match. Don't get me wrong. Um, that was my only. Just mm, I just don't understand why that wasn't done. Um, I, I don't have an answer. I here's the thing: I liked the idea of Mox showing up at ringside and saying, "Don't you fucking give up? You're not giving up." Um, this match, and 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 I will give Will Osprey credit here too. Um, he did everything he possibly could have, aside from taking a three count um, uh, in front of a crowd that
2: were cheering for him. Yeah, and by the end, collectively, they managed to get people. Cheering for Shota.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did everything in his fucking power. Um, so this is not. This is certainly not a knock on Will Osprey at all. Um, but once again, I just, I just don't know of anybody who has that much. Umph. Um, that's you know that's not going to be here in 2024. Um.
2: I don't know. When- do, do you think there was value in? This narrative. Okay, so the narrative going into the match was Osprey that amazing promo cut saying that he doesn't trust Shota, he doesn't trust the people that he's going to leave behind with the responsibility of carrying the company. But now afterwards, even though Shota didn't win, he's earned Shota's respect. You know, they did the bowing to each other at the end, that yeah. sort of mutual show of respect. Do you, you think that Shota gained
1: enough from this match in defeat for it to be a success for you? Yes, for three minutes. Because the problem is is that the last thing you remember from that fucking match is not the match and not that that symbolic somewhat I trust you with the company moment. That yeah, was Yeah, and the-
2: also what show to doing at
1: Wrestle Kingdom? What's he doing at your biggest show of the year? <laughs> right. So so now we had that moment and it was there. And if we left it at that, I think people would still be feeling the after effects of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think people would still be like, okay, he's a guy. He came within a fucking ass hair of winning. Unfortunately, that's not what people remember. People are talking about the angle and the, and, and where we are. And, and the fact that he, that three minute span of what we were trying to accomplish feels wasted. And it feels for naught. Because, again, it was three fucking minutes long. And to me, that moment, if we're serious about turning this guy into a star, to me, that moment means it, it warrants longer than that. Like, where was he? Where was he? During this whole fucking beatdown moment with Finley and, and Mox. Where was he? He was nowhere to be found. (laughs) What did he do? Drag him to the back? Was he getting a hot dog? Beer? Taking a piss? Where was he? It was nowhere. The biggest career defining moment for him and a transitional moment for the company three minutes. Chew on that. You mean to tell me this fucking company's not lost? Three minutes. Uh, some questions here. So Daryl says,
2: I know Joel was all about show to winning yesterday. Give Will his fucking props. He made both Shota and Suji look like a million bucks and elevated them to legitimate star status in anyone's eyes in the last month. That's more legitimate than a simple US-UK title run. Multiverse Ace says, after that performance, how confident do you feel in Shota becoming the ace? Also, what is the big victory he is now chasing? Mox? That match with Will felt like it could have been that win and seemingly going with Finley instead is certainly a choice. And William says odds on Ren Shota winning World Tag League and Shota getting a belt at Wrestle Kingdom. Completely missed the opportunity. Whenever he does get the big win it won't be in a match as fantastic as that. So yeah, I mean, World Tag League for Shota is, I mean, fine. I, I'll enjoy it if it happens, but and I know this is classic New Japan booking that they're going to make you wait and wait and f- frothing at the mouth for Shota to get that big win, whether it's the secondary title or world title, whatever it is, but again, as I've said, I don't think they have the luxury to be dragging their feet with these guys when everything else going on on the card is
1: pretty stale. I mean, again, this was supposed to be that moment. That was that was the reason why this match went as long as it did. That is the reason why both guys, you know, practically killed themselves trying to fucking have a great match um, and a memorable match. What, what, what does it mean? Where are we at? Give me and 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 whoever said that was a thousand percent right. Like give me a give me the opponent where he can have that type of match, and have that moment. You know, there's, there's only a few guys on that roster that's that a has the star power, the umph, the the buzz, and the talent to be able to do that. Who else? When uh, it was a perfect moment and in three minutes they flushed the fucking toilet on it
2: yeah so i suppose we better cover uh finney mallet and his uh wackadave adventures so he smashed up the titles uh i mean what did you think of that angle in isolation
1: um again i joked to you i think it was uh Commit assault and battery with a deadly weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Get elevated to semi-main event at Russell Kingdom. <laughs> like it just makes no fucking sense. Um, in isolation, I, I
2: think it's a cool visual of him smashing up the titles and his r- rationale behind it. The promo was too rambling, went on too long. You can't do promos like that in front of a, a Japanese crowd. He's
1: I don't think He's all think serious. He's all serious. <laughs> I'm, like, uh, serious. Yeah. I'm serious. Um, I'm serious.
2: Um, Carol um, says, Where the fuck did Ghetto get that giant hammer? What other completely <laughs> oversized objects would you like to see used in <laughs> professional wrestling? Uh, I, I mean, we we talked about it last week on the pod, Damon. That I laid out the case for both um Mox to be challenging Osprey for that belt or Finley to be challenging for the belt. Not in my wildest dreams did I think they were going to go with both, they somehow managed to make a worse third option there. Um, so we have a lot of questions about this. Troy says, does New Japan need a rebel? Does the world need a rebel? Gig says, would you guys take this trade? AEW gets David Finlay and in return, New Japan gets Bag of Magic Beans. Andrew says, in your most pessimistic fantasy booking for Wrestle Kingdom, could you have come up with a worse final Wrestle Kingdom match for Will Ospreay as a contracted New Japan wrestler than a three-way with an AEW guy and David fucking Finlay? Boo said, what did we do as a collective to have suffered through summer struggle only to get this shitty three-way at wrestle kingdom ollie says are you looking forward to david finley telling us he beat osprey and mox in the same night in every promo until he retires uh, daryl says um the angle after the main event was the shits i've zero interest in that three-way match and i love osprey and mox does finley have go away heat between him and house of torture that's a big part of the show i couldn't give a care for is there any outcome to this three-way match that you would think oh, okay yep, yeah, now it
1: makes sense um, uh, I mean, I'm sure there is, but I don't think anybody gives a fuck, right? I mean, I think the biggest challenge that we have right now, Joel, is that that's just a handful of the responses that we've gotten. Um, and I just think that a lot of people, and those are the people that at least give a fuck enough to get their thumbs up, a, a, a typing, uh, and send us a message. There's a lot of people that don't even have the energy for that. When it comes to this fucking company they it just it's hand waveable um it's 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 a huge problem um I, I not in my wildest dreams what i and and yep exactly right in the sense of big time wrestle kingdom tokyo dome will osprey <laughs> Uh and again, Mox works as hard as he fucking can, uh, but you know, it's just a weird style conflict, I would think. Doesn't really like like if I'm putting Will Ospreay in a match, uh the two people that they're going in the ring with might be some of the uh bottom of the list people that I would put in that. Um, this is a problem.
0: I can't see a good outcome here because we're going to be
1: we're going to be mad if Mox
2: or Osprey win. Mm-hmm. For the reasons we've talked about before, you know, Osprey not putting over a New Japan guy in his last Wrestle Kingdom as a, a New Japan contracted wrestler. Oh, the title's been taken by an AEW guy. Oh, the title's been put on ice for another load of months. Blah blah blah. But would it be any better if you know they do the classic Amoresu three way th- nonsense finish of Osprey? hitting the storm driver on Mox and then Finley pushes him out of the ring and steals the pin and ha ah, ha ha, he outsmarted everyone. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's any better. No. I mean, I, I suppose maybe marginally because I, I guess I, I would like the guy who works for New Japan to have the title, but, there's just nothing in this match that's not going to make me annoyed. You know, I've just, consp- I've got my tinfoil hat and I'm like, what is going on here? Is is Finley there because um, Tony Khan didn't want to burn the Osprey-Mox singles match or he didn't want Osprey or Mox taking a pin? It's just like my mind is like buzzing with all these conspiracy theories and, and it yeah. doesn't feel good.
1: No, it, it really doesn't. And I think all of them can be legitimate thoughts. Um uh, and I'll add to that thought. You got Ghetto who is... The, he's trying to make this fucking thing work where, where, whatever way he can. And he just dry humps fucking David Finley into this three-way match. And it's like, okay. Uh, wh- why? Is, why? Because he came into a ring and hit two people with a fucking shillelagh. That's the reason. I don't think people... People don't want this. <laughs> um, and it's not like w- we haven't said this for a while now, but it's shit like this that turn people off. It's shit like this to turn people off. Um, and again, this is these are the people that those comments, those are the people that care enough to at least engage with us to voice their concerns. There are plenty of people that just don't even care about that like and the fact that they can't recognize that and they can't see that and they can't pivot is crazy like it's so preposterous that yeah it does make you your head spin a little bit with pro wrestling conspiracy theories of there has to be a reason why this is happening because no one no sane person would be like yep this is our semi-main event. <laughs> here's here's who I would put in the ring with uh, Will Ospreay. This is our money match. I guarantee you. I promise you this. I would bet the house on this. Do you think that they would have half as many tickets sold if they announced this show in advance?
2: I don't know. That's the one thing I can't make any sense of is the ticket sales doing so well right. and a part of me is just inclined to say that now we know we got cheering crowds in advance and the travels opening up um, that is more of a factor than any of these matches being a particularly hot ticket Naito I think people want to see Naito win I think that's probably doing a lot of the heavy lifting there's probably some interest in Okada Danielson I mean there was a bit of a spike in ticket sales after the show and I can't imagine it's due to uh Dave. So, yeah, I've, I, I'm struggling to make sense of it. Really, I think we all are. I mean, look, we do this. And I show. don't care at the end of the day. Like, I, that's I the want, problem. You should fans be good. I don't want to grade it on that curve of ticket sales. As I've said, right. there is no satisfying narrative reason why that three-way match is taking place.
1: Right, and the only thing people can kind of at least comfort their head in. Is the thought that okay? There's got to be some backstage politicking going on, because again, why? why it makes zero sense to to present this uh, as they did uh, with the people that are involved. It just makes no fucking sense. And to to what like? Listen, you 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 feed uh, all of it. You know, you you. Get all the 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 social media on the account. It's you. You get it. Is there one person that's like, "Hey, you know what? This is really good. I'm really digging this." No. no, no. You've heard all the questions I've read out, and
2: these are for loyal listeners and viewers who have been who have given this stuff a chance. You know, we gave all of it a chance. We gave Sonada a chance. We gave Finley, Finley a, chance. a chance. We yeah. gave Tamba Tonga a chance from day one when these guys are getting these pushes. We've and all, all these people that have written in have embraced it for the most part in good faith with an open mind, given it a chance. It's not working. All right? So, this is, uh, and again, to answer your question, no, no one is saying that this is good. I've not seen a single person say, yeah, actually, I'm into this three way. This is going to be cool. Right. Nobody. No one.
1: And I look at like comments. And like, we're the freaks. We're the
2: freaks. Yeah. And no one likes this. Who is it yeah. for? Who's it Tony for? Tony Khan. Is, is that it? Is that who it's for?
1: Jesus. Right. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I mean, you hear that, people? You You hear that? That's the sound of a guy. Listen, I'm known to fucking be the, you know, I'll go off on whatever tangent. I'll call somebody a fucking hunk of shit. Who cares? When Joel, when you can hear that in Joel's voice of, what am I doing? Like, what am I watching? Why am I forcing myself to fucking enjoy this shit? It's fucking shit. I'm tired of it. And the thing that fucking gets me going the most is that it's not like they didn't have a fucking world of time to figure it out. And this, this is what they came up with. And it's like it's even more
2: frustrating when we can see the talent that they've
1: got. We've yeah. seen
2: Suji and Umino, and even Gabe Kid. Like, and I know the use that they'll get there eventually, but they're awesome. They're cool. They should be front and center in the Wrestle Kingdom booking. Like, right? how do you label these guys? Your Musketeers? And it's November, and they've got jack shit for the biggest show of the year. I'm sorry, this I, ticket sales aside, this Wrestle Kingdom card it's a fucking mess and you know if the rationale is it's a transitional year fine you know i'll hold my nose we'll get through january 4th but i just i don't trust the booking anymore and i'm not even saying guys like suji and shota should be world champion now although i am saying that they should be but can they at least win some fucking wrestling matches you know what are we waiting for what else do they need to develop they've got everything why are we using the best wrestler in the world possibly the last time I worked the biggest show of the year in a three-way with an AEW guy and a fat guy. Why can't we get this historic horror reign to showcase some young talent instead of working through the pandemic roster of juniors that he's wrestled a million times already? Uh, You know, it pains me to say it, Damon. I don't want to be a doomer. I'm not going to judge this company on a skewed, an curve because, yes, it's fucking light years ahead of WWE and AEW and all that shit, but it should be better than this right we're sitting on this goldmine of talent like i genuinely believe there's enough quality there to have us a, a new golden era and they're all just sitting around with their fingers like their asses, with nothing on the docket for for wrestle kingdom and at the same time i'm being subjected to sanada tokyo domain events which is i'm sorry it's preposterous i'm not going to be convinced otherwise we got tony khan off of matches we've got guys who we don't even know if we are going to be
1: healthy in time <sighs> yeah yeah I'm with you. I'm totally with
2: and, you. And, not, to top that off, a new title, which is just what everyone wanted. Oh. And we, we got some questions about that. Um, Daryl says one more about the IC title. It was last held by the DSW Ibushi. Do you think he still has it? If the plans are to resurrect it, will Obari have to knock on his door and ask for it back by asking your ex-girlfriend for your favourite hoodie? Please role-play <laughs> this scenario. Uh, Dakota says, any predictions about what the new title will be? Morning Pro says, if this chaotic company isn't actually calling the U-Belt the Intercontinental title like they should, then what would be a good name for it? And then what bad name will they actually call it? Brian says, what will the new title be named uh, if it's up to Super J-Cast to name it? And Antonio is weighing in, as of this comment, still haven't checked the pod yet, but I'm still going to ask which is with IWGP Intercontinental Belt. May I say may, because we don't, if it will or not return, is there a chance we're going to see IWGP heavyweight belt again officially or the belt will be officially done and dusted. I mean, is 0.5% chance we're going to get belt or not? I mean, um, blah, 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 But wishes may say yes, feel free IC belt is going to happen. That is my question. Uh, and Jason come up with quite possibly the most offensive suggestion in this entire show. Since Chris Jericho said AEW is looking for a Japanese expansion, what if this new belt is an AEW Asian oh title?
1: Oh my God. Wow. I think I just threw up my mouth. <laughs> if you stare into the
2: abyss long enough. The abyss stares back.
1: Uh, let me be very clear. I'll put out i uh, I'll put out the Orange Cassidy. No, it wasn't Orange Cassidy. It was a. Uh, Enzo, right? Enzo's at the fucking dome. I'm shutting it down. If this title is an AEW title, I'm shutting it down. We're done. You'll never hear from us again. We're going away. We're You'll never hear our voices again. You'll never know. Says,
2: will you will you all transition into a Portuguese football podcast once David Finley wins at Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> and Okada beats Danielson just to leave for AEW a month later. Yeah. A yep. lot of stuff on the table here where we are, we are ready to pull the plug.
1: Yeah. Do it. I fucking dare you, New Japan. Hey, I fucking dare you. Do it. Um. That is a crazy worst case, scenario. Yeah, yeah, You know what? It could be worse, and that that there's there's your worst case scenario. Um, I don't think they bring back the intercontinental, do you? Because here's the thing: No, no, they said they won't. They said okay. it's going to be a new title, but it's not the intercontinental title. There you go. I mean, because if they did that, you so if you made that decision, you're basically saying, yeah, it was a fucking terrible decision. <laughs> and nobody wants to nobody wants to be left holding that fucking bag. So, yeah, they're going to name it something else. And it's going to be the Lawson's uh Family Mart World Title, <laughs> right? Sponsored and uh yep. Yep, we'll get some brand recognition out there. It is the Lawson's Family Mart. No, Lawson. It can't be Family Mart. Family Mart's a different thing. Lawson's.
2: Uh, no, you said The Family Chicky. I Fam- want it oh. sponsored exclusively by Family Mart Chicken.
1: per Family Chicky title. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, but just well, just, uh, we'll just have, how about this? We have different. You know, one of the most interesting things in New Japan over the past year. Was the uh that young lions tournament with the uh the beef right? They got the why don't we do this? We switch it up every month, it's a new restaurant, right? New and and uh the winner is the uh whatever the whatever restaurant champion and they get to eat there for free. And oh, how lovely would that be to be champion! Wow. There's some name recognition out there. This is a terrible idea, by the way. But it's better than an AEW based idea. It's more coherent (laughs) and well thought out than Yeah. What are we gonna do, dude? That's that. That that was a sigh We're gonna gonna
2: preview Lone Star shootout. That's what. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Coming up Friday from Garland, Texas. Okay, let me ask you a question, Damon. Uh Fred Rosser mm-hmm. versus Tom Lawler singles match, right? You know, we're aware they've had great history together. some some uh, twice winners of the strong match of the year. Yeah. If you have the book, right, we've got, uh, let's say, 10 matches on this card. Where are you placing Fred Rosser versus Tom Lawler?
1: I would say near the top, wouldn't it? I mean, we're looking at, like, I mean, semi-main of some kind, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Kickoff match. What? It's a kickoff match. It's not even on the main card. It's not even on the main card. It's not even on the main card. Does somebody have like a flight to catch or something? Like what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andrew suggested on the Discord that they might be, this could be leading to an angle where they're teaming up for World Tag League. Which, if it is, I'll forgive that, because I'd love to see both of these guys in World
1: Tag League. That's but we, like, why that's would they do that, scratcher. though? That doesn't make any sense. Why would they... I mean, like, fucking... T- Tom Lawler has a whole faction of people that would cut off their toe to go to Japan in World Tag right. League. And, you, and you're going to pull I mean, an like, angle? for the Maybe fuck? what you suggest... Maybe
2: it's like a logistically. Maybe one of them's got somewhere to be. <laughs> right.
1: <We'll laughs> go a
2: restaurant looking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, they double parked outside. Get get their bags and run out the door. That is that is wow. I mean, this company never seems to fucking amaze me. It's not even on the main show. I, I mean, hopefully there's an angle that would explain it. This is just a straight match, dude. Uh, I I have no answers. I I I I I, I have no answers. Do me a favor. So that's me favor. my Yeah. Tweet Tom Lawler. And be like, can can we ask you a serious question? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna Please. message you. It's just be like Damon and I are 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 questioning why is this a preach? Do you have any idea? Can you help us connect the dots and our listeners, our thousands upon thousands of listeners? Help us connect the dots when it comes to you and Fred Rosser not even being on the main fucking show. Any 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 idea what we're missing? Tommy Tommy L Unbelievable. I can hear you final. I've asked,
2: I've asked him. I've asked him. Good yep. job. Um all right, so that's kickoff match two. Kickoff match one is a strong survivor match produced by NJPW Academy with Matt Vandergriff versus Barrett Brown. Then moving on to the main card, we got Mascara Dorada, Tiger Mask, and Atlantis against Echicero, Rocky Romero, and Ultimo Guerrero. That one should be really fun. I like that. I always enjoy the um, CML offer matches. Then we've got a eight-man tag with Kevin Knight, Sheeda, Tangaloa, and Tamatonga against Clark Connors, Gay Kid, Alex Coglin, and Chase Owens. There's been a bit of um, people huffing the copium that this is going to be the match where we get Chase Owens kicked out of Bullet Club. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, again, there's been some suspicions that he's going to team up with Tangaloa for World Tag. Oh, oh, God, it's just, no, it's
1: not. Yeah. Really? All right. I want you to tweet yeah. Chase Owens. <laughs> I <want> you to- <laughs> no, I'm not going to tweet Chase Owens. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. What else we got? Um, we got Tori. <laughs> Tori gets Joey Janela. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: Into that? I, I mean, here's the thing. Joey Janela will have – he uh, he's sitting right now in his living room uh, thinking of cool and fun inventive spots to do with Toriano while Yano is sitting in his bar thinking, oh, I got to get on a fucking plane tomorrow. (laughs) Do you think Yano knows who Joey Giannana is? Do
2: you think he's thinking, what, the the penis guy? I thought he he was a (laughs) (laughs)
1: sexcaster. He's been cancelled. Um... I would not be surprised if there was a show that they both worked. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> but you would think that there was well yeah it's not like Toriyama's done a ton of US stuff. And when he is here it's usually just the new Japan shit out the door, right? Like he's never been on like AEW and he's never been like he's never done like a tour. He's not like fucking Kojima. Um I think there's a good chance he has no fucking idea. <laughs> I, bet. <laughs> I bet. All right. We've also got the Strong
2: Openweight Tag Team Championships with the champions Hickoleo and ELP defending against West Coast Wrecking Crew Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, which uh, that should be all right. I like West Coast Wrecking Crew. I think they already have bookings. So I'm not expecting them to be in World Tag League though. We've got a special singles match Mystico versus TJP. I love that one. Yep. That one should be very good. Yep. Strong Openweight Championship Eddie Kingston against... Satoshi Kojima. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a vibes match. If you're into those vibes, enjoy. But I think, I think I'm think i done with Eddie Kingston with these uh, New Japan matches, personally. Um, do we think Kojima's going to win, though?
1: Ooh. <sighs> no. No. Because
2: Eddie Kingston can't lose any matches while he's holding the
1: ROH title. No, this is the bigger thing. It's not even the ROH title. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony. What's the no, ROH No, 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 no. Here we go. Was, has Eddie Kingston been on a Wrestle Kingdom card? No. Here's your answer. It's, there's a couple oh, more God. things he's got to check off that fucking laundry oh,
2: list. God. Why have we got to do Eddie? Why have I got to live through Eddie Kingston's bucket list?
1: You know he's going to be on that Wrestle Kingdom show, right?
2: Oh, Christ, on a bendy bus. <laughs> you, you, right. Um, NJPW World Television Championship, Zach Sabre Jr. defending against Mike Bailey. His 16th defense. Wow, go, Zach. Um, he's not going to lose that, but that one should be a ton of fun. Yep. Special tag match, we've got John Moxley and Wheeler Utah against David Finley and Kenta. Kenta's back. It's been a while since we've seen him. Mm. We've got IWGP Women's Championship, Mai Iwatani defending against Stephanie Vaquer, which I'm really looking forward to that. That should be excellent, I think. And then main event, I think it's the main event, Never Openweight Championship, Shingo Takagi. Defending against Trent Beretta. <sighs> um, that's all right. I mean, that's a, for for short. I say a fairly short turnaround from the last US show. That's okay. Look, don't hate it. He
1: Should be fun, fun stuff there. I mean, can, Trent uh, can I have a fight
2: code, a- please? Someone, don't make me pay my own
1: money for this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, give me a code. Um, I mean, Trent Beretta was in the mix when he. Abruptly left to go to AEW. Um, like he was, you know, kind of in that never, um, U.S. championship kind of mix. I think that was a long time ago, though, wasn't it? I mean, that was what two years ago, three years ago, maybe even longer than that. No, it was 2018, I think, wasn't it? I mean, that's according to my math, that's early 50 50 years. I mean, is Tremperetta the same Tremperetta? I don't Is not know. Is he Tremperetta? I don't even know who
2: Tremperetta is anymore. I've forgotten him. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when him and Chuck Taylor were doing World Tag League and Chuck Taylor kept going mental and attacking people?
1: Yeah. And his I remember it's his mom. Even- he was talking about his mom. <sighs> that was not a good time, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> the whole, that whole angle thing. I'll tell you what. Give me something to be
2: to be cheerful about, Damon. I can't. I can't end a podcast like this. Okay. Um, here's here's what I got for you.
1: Arsenal's going to win the league.
2: We just lost to Newcastle at the weekend. Oh. That was our first league loss of the season. Although we did get absolutely fucked by um, incompetent referee. Yep. Where the, the referees who fucked us uh, spent the, the the few days prior. Referring matches in Saudi Arabia for the Saudi League and then refereeing match against Newcastle, who are owned by the Saudis. Oh! So, absolutely
1: nothing dodgy going on there. No, sir. You think there was a little... Uh, who paid for the plastic surgery? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> you oh. may very
2: well think that. I couldn't possibly comment.
1: All right. I don't want you to get... You know, I don't want a knock on your door. Is this Joel... <laughs> Oh, God, they're going to get the bone sores out. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, look, I think we have, here's, here's, here's what I'll leave you with. We have two months. We have two months before the bell rings at the Tokyo Dome. That's a long time. It is a long time. And maybe they have things up their sleeve that will give us a little bit more excitement. Um right now it does look grim. Right now it does look uh maybe the the least interesting Wrestle Kingdom show I can remember in a long time. That being said, we have two months. Maybe they I'm not gonna say they pull an audible, but maybe they recognize that, okay, we fucked up. Let's make some changes. Let's let's give the people what they want. Um, and you know what? Maybe we don't have to wait too much longer for the, the, the youngsters to get on top of the card. You know, dash is always a fun show. So, um, maybe, maybe that's the beginning. Maybe that's the start of things. Right. Um, so yeah, let's, let's hold off hope for that. Let's hold off two months. To Wrestle Kingdom, so there's time to uh, add a little bit more spice to the mix, and Dash is always an interesting show. Now, I say that with a little bit of a green salt because honestly, the past couple of dashes haven't really been that tremendous. They've- Tell me one thing that happened at
2: Dash this year.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I kind of always fall back on like Juice Robinson pinning Goto <laughs> to elevate him. What happened in the last dash? I I have no fucking idea. What was the? What happened? Do you have any idea? No,
0: not without
2: looking it up. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, okay. Right. It was. It was. Um. Kenny and Okada teaming up.
1: Yay!
2: <laughs> 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 I was going to make the exact same noise.
1: <laughs> All right. Listen. Let's. Let's. Let's keep a positive tone. I don't want everybody driving off a cliff, but this is where we are. This is where I am. This is where Joel is. This is where the show is. We're hoping for the best. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) That's it. That's how we're ending it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. You want to say goodbye? No.